It's mostly banter with Mike and Brandon. I am Brandon, that is Mike, and happy late 4th of July to everybody that is listening. It's been a wild couple of weeks, but we are back and we're ready to talk some basketball, some baseball. Um, But first, Mike, how are you, sir? I'm hanging in there. Had a little uh, surgery last week, a little oral surgery. Um, And as you noticed, I'm now looking like an older brother of yours, you know. It's great. You got the beard rocking. I I enjoy that. There's there's nothing better than a good beard. And right now I'm currently rocking a full one. Um, A little too long at the moment. It's when the hair gets uh, starts curling up. And so, you know, you got to trim it a little bit. So that'll happen soon enough. Um, Go ahead. And then, uh, you know, just dealing with some stuff, computer meltdown, all that nonsense. But now we're up and going and uh, looking forward to doing the podcast with you. And nobody should be surprised that you're having a computer meltdown on your side before the podcast started to get taped. You uh, texted me, said you have no idea why your mixer is not working. And so uh, we actually did get it sorted out. I'm very surprised that you were able to get this sorted out um, pretty quickly before we actually started to uh skype so this is good I, i'm very impressed baby steps genius. i'm yeah. a tech genius your son's yeah. a tech genius i think ah. that's, that's a better way to put it yeah <laughs> saves me all the time yep two. yeah that's for sure uh before we get into the podcast um i sometimes forget to do this so i want to say it beforehand big thank you to our producer mikey sherry he's the one that makes sure that this podcast sounds good um, when you get it so big thank you to him Make sure you can check out our podcast, MostlyBanter.com. Uh, we are on iTunes, so make sure you uh, check us out there. Rate and review the podcast. Be much appreciated. And, uh, yeah, I think that uh, the – oh, of course, we Twitter, at MostlyBanterPod, and then uh, Facebook, MostlyBanter. And I think that is everything. So, Mike, let us start off with basketball, a topic that you are not an expert at, but that being said – you're interested in during this time of year. Uh, I know you have some other sports that take priority, but as a former agent, this is the time where uh, contracts are being signed, negotiations are going down, and lots of money is exchanging hands. So uh, curious to first get your take on Kawhi obviously going to the Clippers along with Paul George. That was a big story here in Los Angeles. Everyone was trying to figure out whether he would go to the Lakers, the Raptors, but he ended up with the Clippers. Uh, just curious to get your take on that situation as someone that really doesn't follow the game intensely, but obviously is interested. I actually, yeah, it's true. I follow sort of the non on court stuff that always has appealed to me. It did in baseball as a kid. I think I mentioned to you, I like spring training as a young kid more than I cared really about who was going to win the world series. I like that. I learned where people are from. So it's sort of that human side. And in basketball, it's such a different world economically from all these other sports. So listening to the Kawhi Leonard stuff and how the Lakers got Anthony Davis. And I heard about how, you know, the the, the general manager who's a former agent must not know anything. You hear everybody complaining from a fan perspective. I find that entertaining not like haha but i find it like it's very entertaining because it makes me think how do these pieces of the puzzles fit so with Kawhi leonard the first thing that went to my mind was the pr machines can work both sides of that and then the media can pick up on it oh let's build a super team well then if they win on a super team you only won because you joined a super team so you know people will pick different sides to that i don't know him i hear about um you know that he's an odd person um yes, you know yes. very private he's not a media media guy but he's obviously very smart because of each basketball player in the nba would say what are there 12 players on the roster officially i think 14 
Okay, so 14 might have expanded it. So I would say one through eight, each player is sort of his own corporation, mm -hmm. you know, and and I'm, and that's not any disrespect to anybody who makes an NBA team. I'm just saying they're a corporation. Especially well, now, yes. Yeah, especially in this new era yeah. and the new CBAs. And with somebody like Kawhi, he's a corporation that goes where he's going to go. And you couldn't tell because he wasn't talking and nothing leaked out. You know, in the beginning, somebody said he has no interest in the Lakers. Toronto's got him on a rental. Um, and he's just leaving. He'll end up with the Clippers. That was what somebody originally said. And That's what then, everybody was originally saying. Everybody and, said that. Right. And then this massive, long, fabulous book got told. And chapter by chapter, it got written. Day by day, word by word, minute by minute, minute, minute over all this time. And wow, look what happened. And final chapter, oh, it's a stunner. You know what I mean? He goes to the Clippers. And as I was telling you, you know, before we started uh, coming on air, I actually think the Clippers now are in the top four stories in the NBA. They're top four. Oh, yeah. They're definitely going to be a team to watch throughout the season. There, there's no question about that. And but I mean, in every way, not just watching. Yeah, yeah, for sure. On and off the court, no doubt. Yeah. And. I think what we saw was the downfall of social media during this uh, free agency time where everyone can be a reporter. You had somebody that was on Reddit, which is a site that I don't even go on. So that shows my age, and I'm not even that old, um, where these guys apparently are in the know. And this one guy apparently is very much in the know with the Lakers, and he created a Twitter account, and he said, breaking news, Kawhi Leonard's going to the Lakers. And then, of course, that didn't happen, so the kid got absolutely crushed, as he deserved to be crushed, for trying to break news that was false. And then guys like Chris Carter, a former NFL wide receiver, trying to break news. A Chris Broussard, an NBA insider, dead wrong on what he was saying. Everybody had this platform to be a reporter and to break news, and everybody wanted to be the first one to break it. But the top two NBA reporters, Adrian Wojnarowski and Shams, over at Yahoo!, did not say a word this entire time. And that had to be the most telling thing when the two guys that are the most in the know weren't saying anything. That showed you how much Kawhi Leonard was keeping everything under wraps. Now, with the Clippers... Wait, stop there for a sec. Yeah. Do you think... Um, two things. First, you mentioned... Um, oh, what was it? Chris Broussard. Yes. So does his career trickle down because he takes a hit? That's no. question one. Because no. he's trying, right? He's trying his best and he's reporting what he hears. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's question one. Question two is, do you think that Kawhi Leonard didn't know what he really wanted to do? So he's just, I don't know, and I'm hearing all this stuff, and it makes it more volatile in his head? Or were these things, stories actually playing into it and him playing into the story? I think it's a combination of both. I, I really do think that before free agency started, I think he was pretty much destined for the Clippers. All along, it made the most sense. Uh, but then... He went on this long run with Toronto, and they unexpectedly won the NBA title. And yeah. so then you had this, oh, man, he could go back and win the NBA title again with them. So that opened another door. And then you had free agency start, and the Clippers didn't get anybody. The Lakers ended up with Anthony Davis. And so the Clippers are sitting there with a pretty empty drawer while yeah. the Lakers got Anthony Davis. And Toronto just won the title with Kawhi Leonard. So everyone's saying, wait, this doesn't make sense, even though all along they were saying, yeah, it probably makes the most sense for him to go to the, L.A., where he's, he's from San Diego in that area, um, or he went to school in San Diego, rather. 
And he could easily go to L.A. and go with the Clippers because he's not going to want to team up with LeBron James. He's a guy that everyone has seen. He's not somebody that teams up with stars. It's just not somebody where he is. But then everybody put that in the back burner and started to put him with the Lakers, with LeBron and Anthony Davis. And then I really think that he ended up playing free agency out the way that most stars should, but they don't. First of all, all this tampering happens before the d- I deadline. I mean, the, Adam Silver was addressing that recently and how they just need to figure that out. They're they not going to tweak their entire system. They're not, they're not going to because Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant were apparently talking about teaming up together since February. Play, players cannot collude. So players can get together right. and say whatever they want together. Right. But That's then, but then for once free agency opened, I think he really did want to meet with the Lakers, Clippers, and yeah. Toronto. Don't you want to hear what teams have to say? And so they give their pitches. And so then he has to think about it. I mean, this is a big decision. This is somebody's life and their livelihood they're trying to figure out. I mean, for the Clippers. And, and yeah. like I said, you're, first of all, you're right on it. In my mind, people should wait it out yeah. because in for them, it's a big decision. Yeah, there's no need and, to sign right when the deadline start or right when it opens. is out of the picture. Yes. It doesn't matter. They yes. make so much money for so long, it doesn't matter. What does matter is he has to say to himself, and any NBA player that's in that position, am I going to be happy where I'm going? Right. And then the biggest part of it is he's getting less money. And when I say less money, it's not like somebody who makes $100,000 a year is getting 90. Here's somebody, I don't know the exact numbers, who could have got $200 million, who's yeah. getting $140 million. Not now, even. Yeah, not even. He's, he, pa- he passed up basically $100 million. By doing yeah. what he, but he do, by doing what he did the last couple of years, going from San Antonio to Toronto, and now with the Clippers and signing this two-year deal with the Clippers with an option for a third year, he basically patched up a hundred million dollars. But wait, wait, Brandon, you have to understand how much I respect money. We need a quick second of silence for the hundred million yeah. dollars that didn't go into this nice man's pocket. We need a moment of silence, please. Okay. And it's over. <laughs> it's true, though. And But what's interesting, though. $100 million. But get this. This is somebody that purposely did it now where he has two years that he can be with the Clippers. He'll become a free agent after that. There's no doubt about that. He very much could resign with the Clippers. And when he right. resigns, he apparently could make over $200 million when he because resigns. So he'll get, he'll get the money back eventually, at least most of it. So he's well, not actually – the gamble leaving. is assuming he's healthy. Assuming exactly. Right. Because these injuries now – played a big part and that's the surprising part about all this is that a guy who's dealt with an injury that sidelined him for not last season the season before um they didn't take a long-term deal and so he clearly thinks that he can be healthy and now he's aligning himself with paul george where they'll become free agents in two years and then Giannis will be a free agent lebron will be a free agent i mean it's it's going to be a crazy you thought this uh free agency period was wild just wait for the one in two years yeah, I'm sure Adam Silver is sharp as he is. They're they're all sitting there going, how do we tweak this a little bit to get it more um, smooth? But what I was fascinated by, I, I, now I remember what I was thinking. It's like I was looking at some of the Rams numbers, at the salaries that NFL guys make. And when you compare it to NBA, it's like we're in two different worlds. Bigger roster, NBA. bigger roster. Well, I understand that, yeah. but but the stars of the stars, they're still nowhere near what the NBA guys get. Right, and yeah. it's I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm just saying 
it's a much bigger world. Well, look at I, baseball. Look at baseball and what the, those guys are making. I mean, Pujol signed a what two, ten year, three hundred and forty million dollar contract or something. I mean, it, it's funny money. And and Trout's yeah. making over four hundred million dollars. Well, I remember the worst thing that uh, that happened in baseball when the when the the middle class got strip mined out. You'd have guys walking into the locker room, and there's the guy who makes all of the money. And it's not that I'm poor, mm-hmm. but I'm making minimums, or I'm making six hundred thousand dollars a year, which is a nice living. And there's the guy that's making ten million, but nobody else gets near that. That's a little odd, you know what I mean? In the NBA, they're all wealthy, one through eight. I'm not talking about everybody. I'm sure Alex Caruso, who makes a nice living, he's more like a baseball player's wage. Yeah, but uh, another topic, for not to go off of it, but the injury factor is fantastic to me to study. You know, the Kevin Durant part of it. Or in baseball, how would you like to be the Philadelphia Phillies general manager or manager right now when you're expecting these, the, you know, the pitcher and you're expecting uh, your left-hand hitter that you paid all this money to be all that? And they're, they're not only are they not all that, are they not earning the contract? It's that you now have shackled the organizationally economically. Well, luckily for baseball, you can go over. I mean, there, there's no set number that you have to meet at for baseball, which is the positive thing because you can, if you mess up and you give Bryce Harper too much money, you're not completely screwed. I mean, for the Angels. They were oh, yes, stri- you are. You don't have any money to spend. Right. I mean, it just depends. It. it depends in terms of the owner, how much, they, how much they're willing to go over the tax and all that. I mean, for the, the Angels, uh, yeah, they, once Hamilton and uh, C.J. Wilson came off the books and all of a sudden you've got some money to spend. Yeah. Um, but with basketball, I mean, you and I were talking about this right before we came on air with this topic. It's once you mess up with a contract, you're in trouble and you, you can't yeah. sign anybody. So, for example. There's only five guys that play. Right. So we were talking about um, Mozgov before we came on air. And Muzgov is a guy that got a lot of money a couple of years ago, and that's when that was when the salary cap all of a sudden skyrocketed, and so the Lakers had to meet the floor, and so they had to give the money to someone, and so stupidly they ended up giving it to Muzgov, and not only did they do it by giving it to somebody that didn't deserve it, they gave a long-term deal to him. Now they're being smarter, these teams, and giving one-year deals. And so with a one-year deal, the reason why that's advantageous now, Michael, is that at the trade deadline – since you have this set amount that everybody is at for the yeah, most part, expiring contract you can then exactly – so you could say, all right, I'll give you a guy that costs $30 million that's on the hook for three more years. That's pretty good. But you're going to give me two guys that are combined $30 million that come off my books next year. So all of a sudden in the offseason, you've got this $30 million to play with. And with yeah, to go buy a star or to reinvest in a, in a younger uh, commodity. Exactly. Imagine in a couple of years if the Angels in the final season of Pujols' contract, they could all of a sudden trade Pujols to a team that wasn't contending and get a couple of guys who are good players yeah, on a bad team. a box office draw but not an on-field asset. And yeah. then all of a sudden he comes off a team like the Marlins' books for the f- next year. I just get a kick out of Mozgov has spoken about like he's this – Terrible human being. Well, he's just and an Pujols, awful player. Your your hands, your they. You know, wait a minute. Yeah, they're not terrible. They're they're okay. It's just and it's just amazing on how they're besmirched. Yeah, for lack different of players, obviously. And Pujols actually has a bunch of talent. Mozgov is pretty much out of the league. But with these guys who are getting this funny money in the NBA, when teams have money to spend, I mean, look at the Knicks. The Knicks are paying a lot of money to players that probably not worth. I mean, a guy like Marcus Morris, that's just 
decide to leave the Spurs on a two-year, uh, I think it was two-year $20 million deal to go to New York for a one-year 15. I mean, $15 million. What Marcus, are you thinking? Yeah, Marcus, yeah, Morris, you is thinking Marcus Morris is probably not worth $15 million, but you have the money and you're going to spend it. And so once and then the, the, the stretching the other way, Brandon, you know, they're, they're – Holy so, cow. Holy cow. As we're taping this, the Oklahoma City Thunder have agreed to trade Russell Westbrook to the Houston Rockets for Chris four. Paul – First round picks in 2024 and 2026, uh, swaps in 2021 and 2025. Holy cow. Yeah, but there it is. There's a great example right as we're talking about, okay, Chris Paul has, is the worst contract in baseball right now. Oh, I'm sorry, in basketball. Worst contract because he's 40-something million dollars, which is such a major part of it. Yeah. And allegedly, again, you know better than I, he's a player in decline much like an Albert Pujols in baseball, slowly going down, down, down. Yeah. Fascinating. Before I forget, because it's important to me how teams are manipulating it back, like, okay, let me get something out of this for Kevin Durant. Kevin, would you be interested if we sign you, sign you to the max, we're going to give you that 200 and something million bucks. You sign with us and we'll trade you where you want to go. In other words, we'll work with you, but then at least we get something back for you from the Knicks or from the the Nets, wherever you wanted to go, I can give you the max. They can't. So they're sort of reverse engineering it, you yeah. know, very strange. And, and football union needs to get more onto this stuff. They really do because players to me are underpaid in football yeah. comparing us to other sports. Well, and what's interesting is that football obviously makes so much damn money. Um, and so, I mean, the commissioner is making over $30 million, I believe is what the, uh, the salary is. So it's, a lot of money that's being uh, being dropped, which is absolutely crazy. But holy cow, this trade, man! Who's all- get, let's go over that trade so I can think of it with not my agent hat, but sort of that that kind of math, agent math. Yeah. Paul goes. So Paul's going. Opponent. Paul's going to Oklahoma City. He goes to Oklahoma City with his contract, which is a big negative. It's a really, really bad contract. Right at this point. A superstar who's now in major decline, allegedly, yes. and he's there. Yes. A guy who, in my mind, we don't know what he is because he's never been able to be around great guys, Russell Westbrook, who's arguably top 10 in the NBA. I'm not telling to say he's top five, but he's top 10. He now goes to Houston, correct? Westbrook, yes. He, Westbrook all of a sudden goes to Houston, where he's going to be playing with a fella. Let's not get there yet. We're going to get there. We're going to get to who he's playing with. Okay. We'll talk about that in a second. I just want to get the, the nuts and bolts of the trade first for me, for okay. my my brain. So two big negatives Oklahoma takes in. A terrible, expensive contract and a declining player, and they're giving away a big play, an asset player on the court that is at least cost control. Maybe expensive, but cost control. What are they getting in return for taking this expensive contract and giving away this and, and, and exporting a great talent? Oklahoma City? Yes. They're getting a bunch of first-round picks. They're getting so first-round picks. and cho- choosing to go younger. Correct. Well, this, now, I mean, just to give you an idea, for Oklahoma City, my goodness, Twitter is going absolutely – is getting drunk right now. This is so crazy. Um, I, wow, that's nuts. Um, so Oklahoma City now has acquired eight first-round picks. Since the draft, wow. since the draft, 2020 from Denver, 2021 from Miami, 2022 from the Clippers, 2023 from Miami, 2024 from the Clippers, 2024 from Houston, 2026 from the Clippers, 2026 from Houston. That general manager is super sharp. He's, Sam Presti. Taken, yeah, Sam Presti's taking the, 
the Boston Celtics model, like when Doc Rivers was doing, they were going to, when Doc left, here's what we're going to do. We're going to load up on this and get every pick we can. We're going to be pick asset and cap friendly, and we're going to have all that cap currency in our bank. We're going to be loading it, and he's taking it to a new level. How many picks did he get coming his way from Houston on this? Because they can't be great picks. Houston's going to be a good team. Well, it's also in 2024 and 2026, so let's be honest. You don't know if those guys are going to be around. Yeah, you know what those picks are going yeah, to be. So, the, so it's a smart move to, to defer the pick. And pick swaps. Pick also, next. pick swaps in 2021 and 2025 um, where you can all decide to switch. If Oklahoma City has a worse pick than the Houston Rockets, they can switch so that Oklahoma City is better Are any of pick. these – protected lottery protected or yes uh um, it seems like anything after the 14 15 pick is really you got to be really good in figuring out who's going to really make it in the nba lottery protected in 2024 so one okay. through 14 and then 2026 is just the top four protected yeah and by the way the human experience of all of this is something that's always fascinated me always yeah what to talk to Kawhi, I would love to talk to him not about anything other than what's it feel like stress wise to have to have to make these decisions. What's it feel like to be told you're traded? You know what I mean? Chris Paul, I bet you doesn't want to go to Oklahoma City. He just needs to collect his money, and if I don't play, I don't get my money. So I'll have to go where you tell me to go. Unbelievable experience. That's fantastic. That that's kind of interesting. This was kind of cool to have this break while we're taping a podcast. I mean, that that's absolutely not. We had no intentions of talking about this, but no. The pick protections um, in 2024, like I mentioned, one, one through four. Um, I believe it's one through 14, but it says one through four from somebody else. And then also the swaps. They can Oklahoma City can swap the Clippers so pick. Or thing? I'm hitting you before you can analyze it because I have no idea what the assets really add up to on the court. Who wins? Well, I mean, it's Sam Presti continues to load up with picks. I mean, he was somehow able to get rid of Russell Westbrook, who was a guy that. Didn't need to be in Oklahoma City Achieving anymore. superstar. Call him what he is. He, he, he did well by Westbrook getting rid of him and putting him in a situation where he can compete. And now he's pairing him with Harden, and the two of them played together with Oklahoma City back in the day. Because yeah. if you remember Durant, he's Westbrook, and Harden. He's the, he is the winner of the trade. Westbrook. Durant, um, um, uh, Russell Westbrook is the winner of the trade. Yeah, well, considering that they got rid of— And the loser of, is Chris Paul. The losers. Chris, he was leaving because he and Harden didn't get along. Well, if you read scuttlebutt. Well, and supposedly also, I mean, it's a contract now. The, the interesting part is that CP3 is going to make his money now. The question is: Is Sam Presti able to trade Chris Paul somewhere? That's the question. Most likely, it's not going to be possible because of how much he costs. Well, he'd have to eat a lot of money. Eggs, like we were talking, he would then have to eat a couple of contracts that add up to that amount. Yeah. Let me have the Timothy Mobgoff of my day. And, exactly. And yes. Give me all those guys so we can suck. That's my problem with Adam Silver is that the system is not healthy for a competitive balance. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's that's wild. And when we're talking about the Knicks, the Knicks are paying about sixty million for Taj Gibson, Bobby Portis, Julius Randle, and Marcus Morris, but. Those guys, we paid a guaranteed $0 in a couple of years. As opposed to now, Russell Westbrook is going to be getting $47 million that season. So that tells you why some teams are doing what they're doing. That franchise seems like the loser, and it's a shame because it's nothing but upwards for them, which is the next. They seem like, oh, my God, they keep missing. Whereas the Clippers... 
again, I, I didn't get to say this before. What I respect the most about Kawhi Leonard's decision and making sure that they got Pierce, bringing him home also, I don't think Paul Pierce, from what I've heard and read, he's all that great. He's very good, but he's not a star. He's that guy right below the superstar, so he's just right there. But they got a blank canvas. If they win there, they built that. Who if, if who win, wins there? Oklahoma City? No, 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 no. If Kawhi Leonard. Oh, 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 sorry. Yeah, yeah. Clippers, Clippers have never won. Yes. You built them. Correct. If you are, you know, the big criticism of Kevin Durant is we were already great. You just made us greater right. coming to the Golden State Warriors. So you've got that here. The Knicks are that next. You guys have been so bad for so long. And New York City guys, the number one market in the country, you go there and make them relevant again, that's going to be tremendous for somebody that's able to do that. And you can build your team in so many different ways now. I mean, you could be Oklahoma City and you could trade away all of these guys like Paul George and Russell Westbrook and get all these first-round picks and try and build through the draft. Or you can be a team like the Clippers that somehow competed last year and won a bunch of games, ended up being the number eight seed in the Western Conference, and showed that they could win without a star. And then all of a sudden, they open up the cap space for a star, and they end up getting a guy, Kawhi Leonard, that they can add to this group that hopefully pushes them over the top. So teams tr can try and build through the draft, like back in the 76ers days when they did the trust the process, and they still haven't won anything big with those guys. Yeah. Or you can try and be good and compete, which is what Balmer's always wanted to do. He's never wanted to tear everything down and then add somebody. Well, it's amazing. He hires Jerry West, and Jerry West, no matter what anybody says, always seems to find a way to make everybody great. Lakers were great. He goes to the Warriors. They were a dumpster fire. And lo, lo and behold, give him some time there. Even in the backgrounds, he never ends up standing out in front anymore. That's what it is. I'm happiest for my airport waving buddy. I must have bumped into this guy a dozen times at airports in the crazy times in the middle of the morning. So I'm crappy for Doc Rivers. Whenever I'd fly into uh, airports in Florida, Doc Rivers is there. Didn't matter what the hell it is. I'm there at 530 in the morning flying back east for spring training. There's Doc Rivers because I guess he lives in Tampa. So he's always waving her. And then, then it's in Orlando Airport. There's Doc Rivers. How are you? You know, it's like, what the heck is going on here? Uh, it, it had to be a dozen times we bumped into each other. We don't know each other, but, every, oh, he'd always look at me and smile. Here it is because I'm waiting funny. by baggage claim. He's there. You know, it's just good for him. Wow. And I, I, I'm tweeting right now, and we, we were worried there weren't, weren't going to be enough basketballs for Chris Paul and James Harden. Now, with Russell Westbrook and James Harden, yikes. So what does that mean? Who's pick? Make your picks. Give me top five teams right now on paper going in. Who's number one? Lakers? Um, I know the Here's the question. Regular regular season or to win it all? Win it all. Uh, I would say that right now you have the the Clippers 1A, the Lakers 1B, but then you also have Milwaukee and Philadelphia that are very good. So then, it's, then it's the Clippers are 1, the Lakers are 1A. Now you go to who's number two. So that's fair. Yeah. You're saying you can't really say they're a coin flip, but if you had to be forced to make the decision on that coin flip, you're calling heads and heads is the Clippers. Okay. And who's then next? I think, I think we I know Golden State's a big question mark because everybody's hurt. Yeah. Are, is Houston up there now? No, I don't think they're good enough. Um, I don't think they're better with Russell Westbrook than they were. I mean, the Russell Westbrook is better than Chris Paul. There, there's no doubt. I think right now Russell Westbrook is better. That's still not enough. Russell Westbrook is also very inefficient, um, and I worry about him during the playoffs. 
um, especially when they run up against a team like the Clippers. Said, what is he? He's the the hybrid of Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, they, they just I mean when they run up against a team like the Clippers, who have Patrick Beverly and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, they're going to be too good defensively. I feel like. Um, I like Utah and Denver a lot in the Western Conference. Those, those I hear are mergers, but you're yeah. not putting them into the number two. No. The, right, in theory, third place. I, I think Milwaukee and Philadelphia are tied right there. Well, I root for Milwaukee because a small market team yeah. with a story from a kid from Greece who's of Nigerian descent, and then they sign his brother. You know, and for that's just fantastic story. What a great story that that is. So I hope that they do well. Yeah. By the Who's way, the, the, the pick productions are top four both years. So someone wrote top fourteen. That's wrong. Um, yeah, I think the, I think really you have the Clippers and the Lakers. Number two, I think you're tied with both Milwaukee and uh, Philadelphia, and then uh, right behind, I think you have Utah and Toronto. Den- fall into that that group there. Or they I fall think, to think, like that middle. I think they fall a little seven, bit. eight, nine, ten group. Yeah, I think they fall a little bit. Well, it'll be exciting to watch. Yeah, I mean, and now the question is. Um, the just, winner of all of this, no matter what anybody says, I don't care, is the city of Los Angeles because it's now basketball centric. Yes. Now, if if only USC basketball could become good again yeah. and UCLA basketball could be just not good, it would be perfect for me. But the realities and being serious would be we would be the basketball hub like it was in the 70s with the Lakers being what they were and UCLA basketball being what it was. It's L.A. wins. And that that brings me to the question I was going to ask you before all this craziness went down. Are you more likely to watch basketball now? Because you have Anthony Davis and LeBron with the Lakers. I'm more likely to follow it. My problem here, I'll sound like a complete jerk. Mm -hmm. If you said to me, Brandon, you got to come, Mike, come over and watch the game with me from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I would do it to be with you, but I'm only really giving a crap about it. If you give me, let me watch the last five minutes of any game, I'm okay. I don't need to see the first however many, many minutes before we get to, 40, to, to the last five. That's how the NBA game is. It, it really is. And it's really more about watching stars. So that, that, the answer is no. I'm not watching any more games. I'll follow it more because all of the info is going to be in front of me here in Los Angeles. Yeah, it really will be. And I'm happy for the people at the Clippers that if you said, well, who are the Laker broadcasters? Most LA sports fan know all of them. Yeah. True. Know all of them. Who's the Clippers broadcaster? Well, you and I know, but most people, they're not going to know. Now the Clippers are going to get big profile and that's good for Steve Ballmer. And it candidly, he deserves to be rewarded in my opinion, for two things. Number one, buying the team. And number two, not moving them to make money. Right. And then that was obviously a big thing. Everyone was talking about would he move the team to Seattle. And for him to keep them here and make them relevant here is just spectacular to me. He really is uh, to be commended. And he's a hero. He's a titan. I can't say he's a Dr. Jerry Bush yet. But, hey, if you're going to try to be Jerry Bush, this is a good three or four year start on that, you know. Yeah. Wow. And it's crazy. I mean, th- this is definitely not what Chris Paul envisioned when he decided to leave the Clippers for the Rockets. I mean, all of a sudden he's now in Oklahoma City. Yeah, but it, he should never, ever have been with the Clippers to begin with. Well, he should have been with the Lakers. You're right. That's very true. That was NBA nonsense. David Stern doing something that, that again, that's dip, eating out of the wrong plate. You own that team. Why are you doing that? 
you're trying to be a commissioner, you're trying to be an owner. When you put somebody in charge and they make a trade, you treat them the same as everybody else. You don't start saying, no, that you're giving that guy away on my ass. No. So I have a problem with that. Again, that's the agent. Yeah. Um, we're always spurious of what the what the ownership is doing. I did not like that at all. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, uh, you're right. I mean, you really are right. I mean, when, when you look back at that deal, it wasn't as unfair as people thought it was at the time it ruined lamar odom's life yeah i, I mean you never know what could have happened from there life it almost killed him it certainly changed everything about that man well you he don't know if he if he would have been this you don't know if he would if things would have changed and he would have been different no he was he was a guy who was in the right place at the right time who was a recovering yeah. marginal guy and in a solid environment and now you're telling him we're trading you away and it changed his life not for the positive period yeah, yeah. so i i don't saying dave david stern did that intentionally it's just that actions people need to be accountable for and sometimes that's one that should, that's one that just bothers me yeah, that's fair. Listen, it's fair. It's uh, it was definitely a scar on David Stern right there, um, on his legacy for that deal. But who would have thought, man? Who would have thought that Clip, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan with the Clippers, they all teamed up. Then he decided to ask to go to Houston. Houston came so damn close to going to the finals, but never got to the finals with that team. And then he became old. And that contract became to be too much. The Clippers didn't want to pay that contract anyways. And Which was smart. Yeah. I get, well, that's Jerry, why they're in the situation Jerry they're in now. With that. Well, listen. I mean, we were talking about contracts, Mike. How about the Blake Griffin contract? The Clippers signed him to the max. And normally you think when you have that contract, it's going to be untradeable. But yeah. somehow the Clippers found a team in the Pistons. Not with the funny money, monopoly money, NBA, baby. Exactly. <laughs> and they were able to trade him to the Pistons and get Tobias Harris back. Tobias Harris ended up being traded to Philadelphia. They got a pick or two from back from Philadelphia. And then Shea Gilgis-Alexander ended up getting drafted. They put together a pick they got from Philadelphia. The Miami Heat unprotected gave it to Oklahoma City and got Paul George. And now they have George and Kawhi. It is unbelievable. It is exactly. It's unbelievable. And the people that are involved are so smart. It's not like NFL fans where you can have an opinion and you don't necessarily need to have the depth to back up your opinion. In the NBA, you better because it's amazing. Like I said, Golden State was trying to reverse engineer that max concept of you were just talking about with Blake Griffith. Let me offer this to you, Kevin Durant. You're a free agent. I'm the only one that can give you $200 million. Sign back with me. I promise I'm going to trade you. Holy crap. You've got to be pretty sharp to think like that. For an extra $60 million, that's what you're going to risk. I can get more assets by paying you 210 Let me do that for you. Holy smokes. Kind of fun. Yeah. Kind of fun. It, it's crazy. I mean, here you are. The Clippers have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. You're just a couple of years removed from having Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, and all of a sudden the Clippers are a team that are well-positioned to be, like we said, the number one team in the Western Conference. It is a wild, wild sport, the NBA. I know you don't love it, but it's so fun. I think this part's probably even better than the season well, that, is that's, the free agency. Like said, I think that's what you're asking me. That Will that will that hook me in a little bit? Yeah, because yeah. it's like that trivia um, human interest story part of it. You know, what's going on with these guys? I mean, I watched more basketball last year than ever because I went to so many USC games to help out with stats. I loved it. That was a lot of fun. But if you said you have to sit at home and watch, you know, a college game, a great college game, Duke play somebody, I could care less. 
NBA, oh, yeah, I'll turn on the Lakers game. I'll click around. But I've always liked underdogs. I liked the Angels when I was a kid. I always had a sweet spot in my heart for the Clippers. I loved the Lakers. I want them to do well. But that right. my, my Lakers affinity is it was the team I grew up with. And I know what kind of a person Jeannie Buss is, what kind of a nice people they are. And, you know, had a, a acquaintanceship with that, with, with her with and with, with Dr. Buss just back in the day via the coins. Um, so it's just. You know, it's just really nice to see basketball will be important and it will raise the platform for everybody. And I'm happy for people like you because you love it. Yeah, it's, it's fun. I mean, obviously the Clippers are a contender, which is fun. I love watching the team. Um, shameless plug, I'll be hosting a podcast for HoopBall. Um, that's going to be a Clippers podcast, so that'll be fun. Um, if you enjoy this podcast, you enjoy basketball, and you enjoy the Clippers or NBA in general, um, you'll be able to catch me there as I host the podcast on that end. Uh, but it'll be fun. I mean, it's a sport. This is going to be a crazy year. The best part about Kawhi not going to the Lakers is that there is no clear favorite. And that every, there are yeah. so many teams. This is the first time in God knows how long since the heat with my, with LeBron James where there is no clear favorite. With all these super teams now non-existent for the most part, you only have two stars pretty much in one place. And anybody has a chance for the title. So this is going to be one of the best years in the NBA yet. I asked this not knowing, is LeBron at age 34, however old he is, mm-hmm. and Anthony Davis the unquestionable number one, two guys in the NBA? No, I mean, everyone's saying you never know. I mean, the Clippers have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. People think that Kawhi Leonard right now is the best um, player in the NBA. So you have that, so, that duo, and then... The yeah. vibe of the not knowing, me, mm-hmm. from what you hear that Anthony Davis is by far number one because it's like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in his prime. So if he's one, and let's grant some of these other guys, if LeBron's five, so you have a one and a five, is a one and a five better than the Clippers who have, let's say, a, a two and a six or a two and a seven? Because Paul George is not top five. No, no, he's not top five, especially when he's coming off two uh, shoulder surgeries. And uh, Houston... Where are they? Exactly. Is, they is have a, Harden and Westbrook now. So that, that's is, the question. Is, it, is, is, a, is Harden a three or four? Harden's top three, yeah. Okay, so let's put – he's not number three, but let's say – He's mean, top He's not three. number one or two. He's number three. Let's just grant you that. He's three. Where is Westbrook? Six? No, so, no. Westbrook's lower than that. So is, he's a three-eight. Is a three-eight better than a – it's not better than a one-five. So that's why I say I keep coming back to that. Seems like Lakers yeah. have the best one too. Perhaps. Now, problem is everybody else with the Lakers because of their cap situation yeah. is how good are you at filling out your roster? I always used to preach at Little yes. League, picking the three or four kids that are great. If you're relying on that to win, you got troubles. It's the kids that are number five through number 12 that are going to determine how you win. I bet it's the same this year in the NBA. So that's kind of fun. That's kind of fun. Well, I'm pumped for for you for basketball, and I'm pumped for me because, oh, God, we're so close to football. Thank God. Rams camp opens in a week or two. I'm all excited. You know, it's all good. Um, The Coliseum allegedly is not only going to be ready, it's going to be gorgeous. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, And we'll see how that shakes out. I just can't wait. Yeah. By the way, Oklahoma City, just to – I know we talked about this, but just to add in. So their first-round picks – in the from 2020 to 2026, they have their own pick in 20. They have their own pick. They have Denver's pick. They have their own pick in 2021. Miami's pick in 2021. There are obviously protections on some of these. 
2022, they have their own. 2022, the Clippers. 2023, they have their own. Then they have Miami's. They have their own in 24. They have the Clippers in 24. They have Houston's in 24. They have their own in 25. They have their own in 26. They have the Clippers in 26. And they have Houston's in 26. It's a lot of picks and a lot of assets. Yeah, saying I'm going to reload and I've got my assets now and my canvas. And by the way, that's the other thing I love about this whole NBA. uh, Here's a positive. You can change your mind. You have an option. You yeah. can shift on a dime and say, I'm now going to trade those assets because so and so is from Oklahoma and he wants to play here. Now, let me go get him the next two or three or four great players around him, you know, and see how you do it. That's the fun part of it. But they really need to clamp down on because the NBA guys are their own corporations, that the players are basically, I don't say in control, but there's just so much crap going on that they can sort of get in the way of perceived tampering and that's not good but that's fun let's talk a few minutes before we say goodbye about um our beloved angels yeah sure we'll do a quick okay, hit wait, there. one other thing I, i'll hit you from something sideways yeah i remember what it was and i was going to ask you i think it's an important topic and you tell me if we should save it i read an article today about mikey sherry's raiders that there's a kid who's a running back i guess four years and he's an anti-vaccination guy I uh, thought that was fascinating. Uh, a whole different story. That's a whole different podcast. We're doing that. Remind me, I want to okay. ask you about that because I thought that was interesting. And he was very steadfast about it. And, you know, I, I'm wondering where that takes him if he becomes the next political guy out of the NFL. And by the way, congratulations to the Raiders of getting their running back signed out of Alabama. I think that that's exciting. So that's good. But now back to baseball. Now we're getting to the part of the, the show where uh, everyone's like, Michael, shut up. No one, no one cares about the NFL and your stupid congratulations of the Raiders. So, let, ah, good, you know, it's good for them. Let's, for let's move on. Let's move on. A couple of quick hits in baseball. Um, sure. I know we want to talk about the Angels. Yeah, in just a, just a second. First, um, the home run derby. Uh, uh, incredible display. One of the best home run derbies, in my opinion, that we've seen. Um, but that brings the question to what everybody was talking about during the home run derby and throughout the weekend was the juicing of baseballs. Um, you've been in the sport for a pretty long time, and there's a noticeable difference. The numbers show. AAA used the ball for the first time this year, and their numbers have jumped like an absolute rocket um, this season in terms of the number of home runs they've seen in their league. Obviously, the, there's a record number of home runs in Major League Baseball, Curious to get your take on if you think there is juicing and whether it's good or bad for the sport. So juicing, I, I do think there's something different with the ball. It, when somebody uses the word juicing to me, it's like intentionally we're making the ball so it will hit more home runs. Yes. I don't know the answer if there is or not. I do know this and because he's retired now and I don't think he would have any problem with it. Grilly called me in 2008 or nine mm-hmm. and said to me, this ball Ain't right. You know, I'm throwing pitches that are going much further than they did before. And it's not just me. Look around, you know, so it's like, what the heck? So I I get that. And there is got to be something said to it. Now, let's go to the what's the word? uh, The the stories of there's there's people trying to be devious about it. And we want to get more people in the ballpark because home runs are exciting. Is Rob Manford knowingly ordered up somebody to make these balls pop? That would be a fascinating story. What do you think? The question is, how does this get done and how does it stay under wraps? I mean, because clearly 
something has happened. I mean, the, the, the well, law baseball bought Rawlings. Let, let's keep. Yes. So that's important. That's that's, a, that's like a little bit of smoke to the fire. That's right? very, very important. And also you have this whole idea of the launch angle and how there's been a more concentrated um, effort on the whole launch angle and the ability to hit home runs and all the numbers that we have now in the game that we did not have five years ago. So I think a combination of the all the stats and numbers that we have now available to us with all the analytics, plus something's different with the ball. I think there's definitely something going on. It wasn't intentional. Different. I just I agree with you. I'm telling you, I'm if one thing slap myself on the bat about bad back about is my eyes. I was always good to see talent and to see how it would fit with this team or that team. My eyes can tell every tell you there's something different about the ball. Everybody can see that. The question that I asked you was, was baseball, did baseball do this intentionally? Uh, I don't know. What do you think? That's kind of what I'm saying. I think no. Okay. I think no. But I do think the problem here is, is when you're baseball and you buy Rawlings and you're now the manufacturer of your own balls, that's a problem that how are you going to explain that off if, you know, if this is what it is? And by the way, I don't have a problem if it is what it is. My eyes have a problem saying, Mike Trout, that ball, he hit it good. It's going out. The, the problem is, is it's not just going out. It's really going out. You know, it's going further than before. I think that they – I think I'm with you on this one. But I think now that they know what's the result of it, I think they're okay with it. I think that's the result. They they're right. seeing no, it, and they're not going to do anything about it. I think is the is the thing. They're like, oh, I knew what it is. They're like, oh, because, this is hey, actually Matt, awesome. It doesn't hurt us. How does it hurt us? Tell me how it hurts. us. I mean, just look yeah. at the home run derby. I mean, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. basically broke the record for number of home runs in a round twice. You and- know what I noticed there? I'll tell you what my eyes told me that I didn't see ever before. Hmm. He had somebody throwing to him that was not just accurate, but that could throw the ball to the spot that he could just yank the ball down the left field line. I've never seen that. And he could do it at such, not he, the player, the pitcher could do it at such a rapid pace without, you know, he's like reloading his hand with extra balls in between. So you had a great pitcher, feeder, let's call him a feeder, not a pitcher, but a feeder, and he could hit the spot, and his all Vlad had to do was yank it out. So my point is, if you put him with, the net with Jock Peterson or somebody else that I think the advantage there was the pitcher or the feeder more than more than just Vlad Jr. Yeah, I think that it's um, it's actually good for baseball. Um, that That's the second part of this question. I'm curious to get your take. Um, it's good for the casual fan for the for the longtime fan. I don't think it's great. No uh, one cares about the All-Star game anymore. They care about the event of the weekend and let me see the celebrity softball game and let me see the this and the that. Well, that's the other and, thing that goes with this, Mike, is that they tested the players getting mic'd up. And that was very much for the casual fan. I mean, there's yep. the base the regular baseball fan um likes those things. The traditional baseball fan wants to hear the broadcast and wants to see them focus and wants the guys locked in. So right. we're gonna start to see a battle now that baseball is gonna have to try and solve. To make both the traditionalist happy. And money will be the guideline. Money will and, be the company. And the casual fan. How do you keep the traditional fan and the casual fan both happy? And that's the toughest thing to figure out. 100%. Um, I saw something that was cute also. I saw a little take of Korean baseball. It mm. was made as a joke. Oh, with Korean the bunting baseball. contest? Absolutely. Yeah, that was good. 
So don't laugh if that comes next. Yeah. You know, that was very funny. But, hey, if that makes the casual fan become a fan, that's what they need. The good news for them is they've got a bright future because of gambling on television. There, there's no question to me that's going to be baseball's um, jettison back to um, making more money and not having to worry about its future, which I do. Because I know less and less kids that are interested in watching baseball. There's basketball, sort of no problem. Football, definitely no problem. But hockey's a niche that you're not losing people. It's just it's not you're not spiking, you're not downing. It's just sort of rock solid. So and soccer is going up. Hey, quickly on that women's cup, women's, yeah, women's world cup. cup. Yep, that was. Did you watch those games? You were you I did. entertained. Yeah, so I'm the casual fan because yeah. I'm the guy that likes to watch only the tournaments. Yeah, I hate the polit- – that's one place – it's so strange. I hate the off-field stuff. I hate the political statements. Yeah. I don't care who it is. I, and maybe that's because I know nothing about you – know, I'm learning about soccer from good from bad. But I got invested in that. I love watching that. Um, and I, uh, you know, I thought the Dutch were, were, were great. It was, a, it was a great event, and I'm very happy for soccer. You know what I mean? What do you think about the pay issue quickly? I think that equal pay is a real thing. I mean, I think all over the place in the workplace. I mean, there's definitely numbers that show that men get paid more than women do. But in a sport like soccer where the men in the United States don't perform anywhere close to the women, I think it's fair. I mean, you look at the numbers and – the amount of attention that's been driven towards the Women's World Cup and these stars. Follow the money, exactly. Yes. And that's where it is. If men in soccer are driving 10 times the revenue, they're entitled to more money. Yeah, well, that goes back into college athletics, too. If you're going to pay the players, you're not going to pay the women's rowing team as much as you're going to pay the football team. Because the football team pays for the women's rowing team. Right. So, so women's rower, let's not make it, you know, gender centric here. Um, you know, men's, you know, uh, um, water polo team, which is very popular. Shut up because the football team is the one paying for what you are. So don't, you don't have the same voice. That's not good. I, I say that like, as that's what they'll be told. You don't want that. But in, in the professional world, when more people watch men's tennis at Wimbledon, um, women's tennis at Wimbledon than men, why would they make less money? Of course, they should be paid the same. Actually, they should be paid more. I, and and World Cup, I get it. It's a bigger men's World Cup is a bigger event than women's. I get that. But in this model in the United States, if your wires at such a disparity, that makes no sense to me. They should make what they should make. Yeah, I, I, I really believe that. I agree with the, the the ratings that are through the roof for women's soccer and the amount of attention they got and how much. Revenue this team is bringing in, um, the attention this team has gotten, I think definitely they uh, – And the impact on the economy yeah. and then just on young girls playing soccer. Exactly. That's the biggest point, Michael. The, the impact on women's uh, – on soccer for both males and females in the youth area. I think that's yeah, and, incredibly and important. men's soccer, FIFA needs to understand that the Women's Cup brings eyeballs to say, well, I, I, I didn't know about this. Oh, I was a fan of – you know, Alex Morgan and, and uh, Megan Rapino and whoever it was. So I watched this. Oh, yeah, all right, let me give men's soccer a try. In America, especially, because to get people to watch soccer is like, no, not happening. I'm not going to be a soccer fan, but I still will always be, I think, a, a World Cup fan. And you can't get, you, there's no chance I'm going to an MLS game 
unless I'm working it or there's an interest in helping it. LAFC but, is actually fun, by the way. It, it is fun to go to a game, uh, LAFC. It's a good atmosphere. But now, I, I understand. MLS? Yes, LAFC is MLS. That's the one that's owned by a uh, partial owner by Will Ferrell. They play next to the Coliseum. Well, I know the arena. Yeah. The arena is great. I hear great things. It's beautiful. That's the same that plays at what was the Home Depot Center. StubHub and the no, home. no, no, no. That's the Galaxy. LAFC oh, is that is an MLS team. LAFC plays where the sports no, arena I get was. That. I, no, I wonder where they play, but they're yeah. both M. They're both in the same league. Correct. The Galaxy and LAFC are both in the MLS. That's my point. So yeah. whether it's American League or National League, they're both in Major League Baseball. They're in their same level. It's not like right. they're playing AAA. One's a AAA team. One's a Major League yeah. team. They're both in okay. MLS. Yeah, correct. There's no chance I'm going to – I would go to watch it as an event, but I'm going to become a fan to watch. Oh, they're playing on the road? Oh, Let for sure. watch them on television? That ain't happening. Well, I'm not even a fan of that. I mean I, I watch the Premier League and I'm a big soccer guy, but I don't even watch that. I mean I, I rarely Premier watch – Premier League is a league that you can that I like to follow because yeah. I've got a friend that's a Chelsea fan. So, oh, well, I'll look in the paper. But if you said name one player, uh, I can't. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So, in the end, do you think this is good or bad for basketball? Good or ba- bad basketball? Good or bad for baseball? This if whole, I think what is good or bad for baseball, the um, juicing of the baseballs and uh, the concentration on home runs and the possibility. I think it's either. I think it's just a part of it, and it okay. gives somebody something to talk about. Uh, I think, from an economic standpoint, not to be long-winded about it, it will change job dynamic. So, the middle infielder who doesn't have power is probably going to be looked at differently than the guy who maybe not quite as good defensively at second base who can hit bombs. So the, the big second base bomber is now more important than the little guy, the little dude who's really a glove. So he'll, he'll be out of a job. That's where the impact will be. Good point. All right. Final question for you before we uh, say goodbye. Um, Angels, buyers or sellers? God, they should buy. God, they should buy. Get, some help so at the at the back end get two arms at the back end go get the guy from the giants the left-hand reliever if you can and that way you can bump people down to roles that are i don't want to say below them but they can handle whereas if you're closer now in baseball you would call him a b I'm, i don't want to disparage him but he's a b b b closer and he now becomes the eighth inning guy he's an a plus and the eighth inning guy now you have becomes a seven inning guy. He gets bumped up. So they, if I'm the Angels, I'm a buyer for sure. They've got the great offense. They've got a great uh, um, defensive team out there. They, it seems like they're, they're they all play well and and they're, they're deep again. And I don't care. I'll take the John Ireland play right here. Get rid of some of the uh, the, uh, the 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 unknown for the known. Get rid of some of the youth. I'll trade prospects. For the now, not all of it, but let me let me load up. Be a buyer and go and, and do your thing. Now, and if you're the Phillies, here's the question for you to end it on: If you're the Phillies, are you a buyer or seller? So the Phillies right now are in the wild card race. So I absolutely think they're buyers. I think you. you well, that's you, the same as the Angels. You, no, the well, the Phillies are right now in the wild card game. If the if the season ended today, oh, the okay. Angels are six and a half back half. of a you're wild saying, card spot. It's a no brainer because you have to. Exactly. I mean, you just put all that money towards Harper. I mean, if you're the Angels, you are six and a half back of the Indians. You have the Indians, the A's, the Red Sox, and the Rangers in front of you, and you have the White Sox a half a game behind you. The Rangers should fade. They should fade, but they're also, as we're taping this, they're beating the Astros 4 nothing. So you, uh, you never know. I mean, they're a team that has been performing well. Uh, they've been overachieving, no doubt about that. But that being said, 
I mean, they're they're pitching well, and they got some bats in that lineup. So you don't am know. I, am I just a homer wanting the Angels to do well? I think being so. serious. I'm not being joking here. Yeah. That I, I I want them to buy, and I shouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's really tough. I mean, you have Mike Trout, so you cannot continue to waste him and try and build towards the following year. Um, but I also don't think you can sacrifice your farm system right now uh, for pieces. I, I think you've got to hope that Justin Upton is a guy that uh, now he's back and healthy, will help your offense. Uh, Middleton is in. Yeah, I don't mean to interrupt, but the terrible loss of Skaggs also. Now there's a, a where you're short in pitching. You have and, one less starter. You know, shout out to his family and to everybody in the entire Angel organization. Obviously, everybody's thinking about you and, and that situation is number one. And then from an on-field, you're missing a talent that's a solid major league pitcher that now has to be replaced. So that might add to, are you a buyer or a seller? And again, these are smart people that have to make these decisions for everybody to go, Oh, this guy, they don't know. I hope that they're buyers, but the truth is they know, you know, they, they, they know what's best for them. But I, I'm just, I guess the eternal optimist when it comes to my angels, um, I hope that they, uh, they buy and that they get in it because I think that they can pass up. They can easily get into the wild card with two arms. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. No doubt about that. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, the question is for the Angels, um, when do you want to win? When do you think you can win? Um, obviously, Skaggs, one less starter. That's really brutal. It's tough for sure. Um, you're getting Upton back. Next year, you're going to have Otani back in the rotation. Um, right. We'll see what happens. In so terms... I want Baumgartner because you don't have to give up ba- a lot. It's Baumgartner, and yes, you're going to have to give up a lot. I think you're delusional. I, I think you're, you're asking I... for Will Smith, and Will Smith's going to ask for a lot. I want both of them, but I'm really giving it all up for Will Smith. You're, you're not going to – you're not giving up. I'm giving it up, bro. I want those Get two out guys. Of here. You're crazy. Get those two guys on the Angels. You're please. crazy. You also wanted Kimbrell, and you wanted uh, Keuchel. And so, yeah, uh, I'll take both of those guys too. Get those on the Angels. And Keuchel's been average. Kimbrel's been really a- bad. Average is fine. And Doesn't matter with average. Kimbrel has stunk. Well, that's that. That would be a shame to have done that. So that might be a that might have been a mistake. But I Baumgartner might be a mistake. It's Baumgartner. Stop. It's not, there's no bomb. There's there's no bomb in his name. It's Baumgartner. Baumgartner. Bum. Maddie. Mad bomb. Mad bomb. There you go. Mad Bomb is... Uh, you said bomb. You said bomb. Where do you, where do you think you're from? It's Mad Bum. Bum. Can you say bum? Mad Bum. Whatever the heck it is, you know who I'm talking about, you pain in the ass. Um, oh, what a great place I, to end the I podcast. I don't think he's going to be Verlander, and all of a sudden he's going to be the guy that he was five years ago. No, but he's a big game pitcher. But he's a big game pitcher, and he would be a guy to step into the Angels and could be a leader for two, for this year and for next year. So you're not giving up a time frame, but I do want the lefty reliever. Okay. Not and good. what I don't understand seriously is the Angels got some guys that can really bring it upper nineties, and they're get those guys get hit. Yeah, uh, that's a little strange. They're well, they also have Middleton that's now uh, in single A right now rehab appearance. They're hoping to get him back. He was a closer for the Angels that then has had Tommy John surgery, so he's making his way back, and he's been so they'll know so who's coming back. But if I'm them, yeah. uh, to answer your question simply, please be a buyer because I think they can compete this well, year. Well, they have Matt Harvey back in the rotation, so I think that's a problem. That too. doesn't mean, yeah. That's a problem. So yeah. we'll see. Um, all right, this is fun. I don't think we've ever had uh, breaking news during a podcast, so uh, I enjoyed this one, and uh, we'll see what happens next week. So n- until next time, I'm Brandon. I'm Michael. Be good people. Be good humans.